0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen Janine, we've reached the end, the sad end of another series on this show. The courtroom movie series has been a fun one, has been an interesting one, there's been some intensity in there, there's been some power in there, there's been some evilness in there as well Janine. Yeah, but we're ending with some fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are ending with some fun. We are. We are. We have an entire encapsulation of fun today, I think, on the courtroom movie series, the final courtroom movie. Uh, well, it's a double feature yes. that we're talking about today to finish off the series or Morgan hasn't seen. Because, Janine, you really wanted me to watch two very, 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 very notable comedic courtroom movies. Which I had never seen. That's the point of the show, obviously. But I'm also quite surprised I hadn't ever seen these two in particular out of yeah, all the w- ones we've done.
1: I want to say it's been a while since we've done one of those movies or two of those movies where it's been like, you haven't seen that? Like, a surprise. Where it's been like people, a really big, where it's been like a big populous movie uh, that you haven't seen. So these are kind of fun ones when I can well, I don't finally. <laughs>
0: Maybe I Romeo mean, plus Juliet.
1: I mean, maybe it's very, maybe kind of,
0: hmm. maybe the Star Trek movies. We always tend to do pretty notable movies, or yes, at least but I mean, semi-notable if it's, movies.
1: But I mean, Star Trek are pretty niche to like a kind of fandom. So I I it's kind of maybe fandom. it can, it may be understandable if you hadn't haven't seen Star Trek. Like I think not seeing Star Trek is more understandable than not seeing Star Wars, you know. Um
0: yes, that is true. <laughs>
1: uh so yes, and and even Romeo plus Juliet is kind of like something, you know, a product of its time, type it's movie. Still a big movie, though. Yes, but I think these are more just in the zeitgeist of, of popularity and pop culture. Like Elwood yes. and, and everything Legally Blonde is very much ingrained in pop culture. My Cousin Vinny is a movie that everybody talks about when they talk about, you know, courtroom comedies. This is kind of like the peak of courtroom comedies, you know. So, yeah, I feel like these are definitely two mainstays of popular film that morgan hasn't seen that you could definitely be like what the hell (laughs) yeah i mean it's fair enough it is fair. so i'm excited to really get into your thoughts on these films as you so am i yes as this is your first time kind of checking out these really popular movies
0: we're (laughs) gonna have fun on this episode janine before we get into our discussion we do have to say a lovely thank you to all our wonderful patrons of It's a Wonderful Podcast because we love them so much. Every single one of them and every single one of them every week on an episode or of the show gets a nice thank you shout out every single person, every week. Um Just because we love you and just because it's the least you all deserve as wonderful patrons. If you would like to join these lovely people and become... A member of our Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash It's Wonderful One or search It's Wonderful Podcast on Patreon. Find the tier that's right for you. We would be most grateful for your deep generosity. Much yes. like we are grateful and say thank you to Marie Zambino.
1: And a thank you to Adam Witt.
0: Thank you to Michael Smith.
1: Thank you, Maxwell Haddad.
0: Thank you to Amber Coates.
1: Thank you, Abby Friel.
0: Thank you, Faraz Muthana.
1: Thank you, 90s Comics Box, a.k.a. my big brother, Justin.
0: Thank you to Video Drew.
1: Thank you, Tina Farrow.
0: Thank you, Marcus Burton.
1: Thank you to Movie Fenobi Steve.
0: Thank you, Samir Tesfai.
1: Thank you, Patrick Harden.
0: Thank you to John Mariano.
1: Thank you, Carla Fies.
0: Thank you to Delicia Butler.
1: Thank you, Gigi.
0: Thank you to the great Ken Knapsock.
1: Thank you to our lovely friends
0: Tom and Kimber of Odd Shape Channel. Thank you to Eric Garcia.
1: And a thank you to Billy Pollahan.
0: Yes, applause for the patrons. Hey. Applause, applause, applause. <sighs> also, I would have to say, applause for Legally Blonde, Janine. Applause for okay. Legally Blonde because You're a fan. did you expect me to like this movie knowing what I like in certain aspects because I quite expected me to like this movie
1: yes I mean you do tend to lean towards female driven kind of bubblegum pop-ish type of movies I mean after kind of hearing you just randomly watching clueless one day a couple of years ago I'm always like okay I I, I kind of know what style of... Like Clueless
0: <laughs> years. Ever since I first watched Clueless, I will happily just put it on sometimes.
1: Yes, and so I was like, okay. Uh, now I see, you know, Morgan can be very serious in his style and, you know, very kind of uh, classics only. <laughs> Nothing past... You judge 19... me t- too harshly. <laughs> Nothing past 1965, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> I think that's kind of the reputation you've built up.
0: Oh um, God! I'm so glad that that's the <laughs> reputation I've built up.
1: Anything new has to be a twenty-four only.
0: <laughs> wow!
1: You know, I, I think feel that's the just, judgment. I Jeanine. feel like that's just the general consensus of you know
0: of movies
1: me. that of movies that you know well and and really love. So you know, in hearing you kind of just randomly tell me one day that you were watching Clueless, I was like, okay, so this is the kind of the style of comedy that morgan could get behind you know he's not just uh uh, you know into these very kind of specific things that yes he loves but he has some range in terms of you know what he likes in comedy
0: so i I appreciate these thoughts about me
1: (laughs) yes and this was like literally i like i it's it just kind of stood out that it, this. you told me this a couple of years ago that you were just randomly, oh yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm watching Clueless. And I re- just remember being like, okay, well, uh, all right, <laughs> all right. But right.
0: how many times do I say I love, <laughs> like, She's the Man?
1: Yes, exactly. So you definitely like a female-driven kind of bubblegum pop-ish rom-com type film. Yeah. So I really knew you were going to enjoy legally blonde
0: i did i did even enjoy its, legally even for its blonde. sillier
1: moments i knew you were gonna have some fun with it
0: oh sure it's silly and sure okay the the <laughs> whole the actual courtroom aspect of legally blonde is a little bit bizarre and you know how we get to our resolution is very very unorthodox <laughs> Is it? It's got something to do with a, uh, the way a perm dries, or something like yes.
1: that. Yes. So, I like that they made it—you know—kind of fit in her niche because it's something. Oh that yeah. has to do with with fashion and and styling and things that she knows well. Uh, you so got like to know what
0: you got to know what you know well exactly. and bring that to the table when you're a lawyer. You know. Yes. Yes. I appreciate so... that about L1. <clears throat> she has the dedication she she has the fire within her
1: and she uses what she has and what she kind of uh is good at to 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 figure things out so she does. i like that i like that, that was kind of the reasoning behind it um, in the
0: face of several people telling her she's an idiot or she doesn't fit yes. in yes
1: and so what's kind of unique about this as well is it's a very beautiful popular type person being you know somewhat discriminated against and Outcast. being kind of outcasted and being called the loser. So yeah. this is not your typical looking person who gets dismissed like that. You know, we're kind of uh we're switching up stereotypes. Kind of yes, we're living in a world where beautiful people tend to get whatever they want, you know, is is kind of the setup especially in in movie depictions of beautiful people. Oh yeah, uh, so and kind look, of see when
0: when we see Elle Woods at her um, her actual... Is it—is it still at high school at that point?
1: No, it's, it's a sorority, ha- so it's called... Oh, a sorority,
0: day. of course it yes. is, yes, of course so, it is. Yes. So we see her uh, original sorority, and it's quite typical at that point, isn't it? It's like, oh, yes, look at all these very, very pretty people, and the prettiest one of them, Reese Without a Spoon, is <laughs> there in the middle of it all being the queen of everything. yes Yes, okay this makes total sense to me i've watched college movies before and then it's flipped all on its head because you know the discount christian slater as i'm going to refer to him because he really (laughs) looks like christian slater but he isn't christian slater do you not think he really looks like christian slater i
1: don't think he really does but once you said that to me i can't because i you said that before i had watched it again and I, I see where why you would kind of get there.
0: The nose. I don't, I
1: don't see it as strong
0: as the, the eyes but. and nose. Yes. Discount <laughs> Christian Slater, or what's his name? I don't even know his name. The guy who plays Warner in yes, the I movie. Yes, I remember his name either. Um, he's very pr- pr- preppy and famous about the college as well. He's going off to Harvard Law School. Oh, how fancy! Yes. Um so he decides is it, is it reasonable to decide this, Janine? Let's let's figure this out. I'm moving to Harvard. Um I know we have a phenomenal relationship with one another for seemingly a long, you know, a few years. Um but now I'm going there for no real reason that I've given as an explanation. I'm gonna break up with you. When you thought I was proposing, what's his reason, Janine?
1: His reason is he needs to find a serious girlfriend. He's going to Harvard Law. His his parents expect a lot from him. They don't need him to have some kind of you know blonde, you know low IQ, you know like pretty, you know dumb blonde type on his arm. He needs to have a serious wife who's into you know who's also into law and and is a very serious kind of person. That's, oh, yeah. kind of, that's kind of his reasoning, because his brother just got engaged to the, this Vanderbilt, a very kind of rich family. So he needs to, it's a very preppy, classist preppy, kind preppy. of, yes, I need it to marry is. up my station. Not somebody who, you know, grew up in Beverly Hills and likes to shop and is fashion merchandiser, who comes off as a vapid person. Um,
0: but is she not really successful at doing that in the first place anyway? Yes. yes.
1: She Actually, she hasn't had to push herself outside any kind of boundaries, so she's only showing you, you know, things that fit into her world that you know, she's familiar with. So, I mean, I'd, she I'd, has... I'd... So, so it's... It was very... She was in a situation where it was very easy for her to just kind of settle into what she does well yeah. and be good at that. So, I'm sure Warner didn't see her go beyond anything outside of her her bubble
0: so no he was but also i think if you're assume, good at it just do what you know yes do but, what but for him
1: want. he's only seeing her do these very kind of unimportant seemingly unimportant things and caring about these seemingly unimportant things and and just kind of assuming that that's her personality and that's all she can be
0: well, and it so, isn't, Janine, it isn't. No, we learn very quickly all. that
1: isn't at all what Elwood's is. But he writes her off as that, and that's kind of how the story kicks off. And that is the reason he gives her because she's not serious enough.
0: I really think this is the uh, this is why Elwood's has become such a, a a popular character with people. It's because she's just absurdly determined. But yes. Really and competent and really capable. Yeah. The um, actor's
1: name is Matthew Davis,
0: just a... Matthew Davis, okay. Yes. But if she sets her mind to something, she will do it, no matter what it takes, no matter like the hardship she may face. Yes. Like going, getting in Harvard Law School to follow Warner. Yes, she does it in the first place, to follow Warner, because she just wants him back. But she has to go through actually getting into harvard law school to begin with which she sets her mind to and she does like that yeah she
1: has to get that doesn't just happen
0: without effort and knowledge and competence
1: she has to get at least a 175 on her lsats this exam this law exam or this you know uh uh, in order to even you know uh get into the school so she has to yeah. have that score she has to do it's a video yes and even like the guidance counselors kind of telling her you know you're a fashion merchandising major there's no way you're gonna get into harvard law so like everyone is doubting her everyone is because she no one has seen what she can do what she's capable of when she puts her mind to something they just kind of see oh, okay yeah she's she throws great party she could give advice on yeah. lip liner and you know she's but you see little nuggets of things of where she's way smarter than people to give her credit for when she's in the store and she thinks she's getting a dress to wear to her potential engagement um the lady in the store tries to trick her and say oh I love a you know dumb blonde with daddy's credit card and she tries to tell her this old dress is a brand new item they got in and and kind of upsell it to her and she's like no I know you know this dress is from however many years ago. It's made with this fabric. No, I'm not going to let you sell me your tired old sale items and try to trick me into thinking it's new stuff, because I know that that is was from the Vogue, you know, Vogue magazine, whatever. So we see nuggets and, and moments of her able to stand up for herself, able to be smarter than somebody who's trying who thinks they're smarter than her. So I like that we get, you know, little glimpses into that. And then once we throw that determination behind it, even yeah. though the kind of original origin of that de- determination is somewhat selfish, um we kind of see the glimmers of a, a a smarter person than than what you know people see
0: exactly. I just really, really enjoyed this movie for it flipping that archetype on its head, yeah, for it showing up showing showing us that the archetype of the pretty blonde Beverly Hills girl still exists in Elwoods, but she's so much more than that. She, yes. It's kind of doing... It does what Clueless does, but ramps it up even further. Yeah. Which I appreciate about that. And it's just so clear to me as as why people are drawn to Elwoods and why Reese Witherspoon really blew up after this. Because she yeah. was... Still, like, she was regularly acting, I think, for a while before it, but this was a massive, massive movie in her career. And, you know, shot her up there, you know, in in the early 2000s. Right after this came out, obviously. And it's clear to see why. She's the absolute driving force of this entire thing. It rests on her shoulders entirely. And she absolutely nails it every time we see her on screen, which is virtually most of the movie. Yes, most and this movie scenes. could have
1: come off really cheesy, which I feel like the sequel actually kind of doesn't doesn't hit as hard, and it does kind of hit those more kind of stereotypical corny notes, because it's like okay. L being L, but like in Washington, D.C., and... It's like it's like Legally Blonde meets Mr. Smith goes to Washington with everything in pink, you know. OK. Uh, and, and so it gets a little corny in the second movie. But here I think they they play the beats of it really well. You know, we see her determination. We see kind of people be really cruel to her. And it's just very, very interesting cruel. As, as a pretty person to, to see people kind of not give them what they want and not uh, and and outcast them like that. Yeah. Being in and, you know, Selma
0: Blair's just really delightful in this movie. I mean, she's just the best kind of person. Not petty or judgmental at all.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. And But you we know. do get a little arc for her, which is really fun. We um, do. And, yeah, just kind of how she subverts expectations and her just unbelievable kindness to people who are just terrible to her. You know, yeah. she she already knows like this girl is you know this girl has already been rude to her in class rude to her in public she's now engaged to her former boyfriend and she still wants to come like try to make peace be a part of their study group she brings muffins and they are just so dismissive and cruel to her um you know she's nice to everyone she meets no matter what kind of the situation is but she also wasn't afraid to stand up for herself when you know Vivian uh Selma Blair tricks her into going to that party in a costume you know yes. she's not afraid to give a sassy retort to to uh Selma Blair um but she's also kind of still trying to just be a good person as well um and that's kind of the kicking off point of but you know and she's even talking to Warner and at this party you know, everyone's laughing at her, but she's still just trying to stick it out and just okay, I'm in the situation. I'm gonna just try to have fun with it. So the attitude she has is so great as well. Um she doesn't and then let-
0: she anything faze her no she tries her best not to let anything phase and that's a very very admirable thing
1: yes definitely and i like that this is kind of the kicking off point that changes the trajectory of why she's even doing this like she was doing this with warner she goes to this party everyone's laughing at her because she's dressed up in a costume and she's talking to warner and she's like oh it's gonna be so hard like everyone's trying to fight for this uh this internship with this lawyer who's who's a professor at the school, but he's also a real lawyer and he picks five, you know, new students to be interns on on a court case. Uh, so she's kind of talking to Warner, like, oh, it's gonna be so hard, all this work and Callahan's internship. And he he is very just immediately dismissive. Oh, you don't think you're gonna get one of those. You know, you need to be really smart to do that out. And that's kind of the kicking off point. She's like, no matter what I do, I'm never gonna be good enough for you. I got into Harvard Law School. I'm taking the same classes as you, you know how am I still not on your level? And that's when it kind of clicks for her. Now she's doing this for her. She's not doing this for more. She's not doing this for anyone else. And so now she's taking the situation that she was ultimately doing for kind of superficial reasons. Now she's doing it for herself. And I love kind of that switch. Uh, And we get our, you know, girl pop power song to kind of fill out this montage, which is really great (laughs) of her, you know. You know, she goes immediately to buy a laptop and she's still in her bunny outfit um you know and this whole kind of determination of her studying and and answering questions in class and you know really kind of you know kicking ass in in law school and really getting the hang of things it's a really fun montage and it's really i love that switch of her realizing i need to do this for me i'm not doing this for warner or anybody else
0: Yes, and, you know, starting to earn the respect of her professors as well, who kind of hated her at the beginning or dismissed her at the beginning, that slowly developed up to the point where she gets one of the internships at Callahan's law firm, alongside, uh, you know, Warner and, and Selma Blair, and... Who else comes in is somebody who's been lurking around the entire movie for seemingly no reason, Luke Wilson.
1: Yes. Uh, (laughs) He comes
0: in there as well. Now, as a rom-com, I'm not in love with this movie. As a female power comedy, I'm 100% in love with this movie. But as a romantic comedy... I really don't buy the romantic yeah, element of Luke, it at all. Yeah, Luke, that's
1: kind of one of my biggest kind of issues with this movie is just like Luke Wilson is so tame and mild and a little bit dry that he's he not is. really selling the romance that well. Yes, I think they have good chemistry as people on screen. And, and yeah. I think Reese is doing a lot of the heavy lifting in order to kind of sell this friendship that they're building. But Luke Wilson, just I don't think he was the best pick for this. He's just very kind of quiet and reserved. He's a little too quiet, reserved, and dry, for, for kind of what Reese Witherspoon is bringing. You know,
0: for what everybody in the rest of the movie is doing, I think he's he's in a little bit of a different movie. I think yeah. he's good, but he's just like you said. He is he is far more reserved than virtually any other uh, character yes. in the entire movie.
1: So. It, that romance yeah is not a huge kind of selling point in terms of what this movie is giving you everywhere else so yeah that yeah. is always kind of my biggest complaint is i wish the kind of passion in the romance side of things was definitely stronger between uh, luke wilson and uh, reese witherspoon but but you know it's there it is a kind of a b what plot so there's enough that you're kind of just you know pulling your focus to like the more kind of interesting things but yeah, yeah. If you're gonna throw a, a that b-plot in there i definitely want kind of more electricity between the two people especially if this uh, is kind I, of like a relationship that's you know gonna show a difference between her first relationship we saw in the movie with warner and now yeah. we're gonna see you know this guy treats her better this guy values her her thoughts and things like that like i wanted that to be well, which I think he
0: does. I think it it, it is showing. Yes, shown, he's very but supportive, and,
1: but like, yes, I wanted it to be more. You know, I wanted it just to be more.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I do. I, I I entirely agree. the The two leading men are different enough for L, um, but yeah, I, I just don't think it's on the same intensity level almost i don't think luke, luke wilson's playing on the same intensity in terms as everyone of his, else his acting is, yeah. and performance level that everybody else is but that was his, his obviously what he was kind of probably supposed to be like so yes. i don't think massive fault can be given anyway because it doesn't detract from the rest of the movie and it isn't what the movie's solely about
1: yeah it's not distracting in terms of like oh my gosh like this terrible romance is bringing this whole movie down for me you know but i definitely because everything else is at such a high level and a fun level and a really kind of thoughtful place i wanted the romance to meet that same energy and it just kind of wasn't as much
0: you're more interested in, in Jennifer Coolidge's romance. And
1: the and the, and the UPS man. Like, yeah. That, that was mo- kind of a hotter chemistry than what she was having. You're
0: with way Littles. more interested in their romance. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer Coolidge is doing her Jennifer Coolidge thing. I cannot, for the life of me, remotely do a Jennifer Coolidge impression. It's way too breathy-nosy for me.
1: Yeah. Like I could attempt I really it, but struggle. I don't I don't know what that would sound like. I'm kind of nervous to try to do it and
0: like It, <laughs> it sounds like that. me just going, Oh, well, I don't know. Hello. And it just comes <laughs> off like I'm just holding yeah. something in my throat. It's very
1: breathy and like it's <laughs> you very know breathy.
0: and hazily. Ah, oh, yes. I can't do it at all. Yes. It's so difficult.
1: Jennifer Coolidge in the uh, Janine and Movies Club. So I always have an appreciation for
0: her. <laughs> it's true. It is true. It is true. Yes. Not not in this movie though. Not in this movie. No. That, was, that would be in a different movie. That would be arguably Jennifer mm-hmm. Coolidge's most known thing. Yes. Where she was playing so. someone called Janine. Yes. <laughs> we, you, if you know, you know. But we all know. So yes. <laughs> yes. But her little kind of C plot almost, I really do like.
1: Yes, yeah, so we're really trying to get her like dog it. back from her terrible ex, who is the yeah. uh big greasy bohunk hunk from Sixteen Candles and the janitor Carl from
0: <laughs> <laughs> from the
1: Breakfast Club.
0: <laughs> oh my god, it is, isn't it? Yes, it is. It actually is. Oh damn. Yes. <clears throat> As you can tell, we we don't tend to watch Sixteen Candles a great deal these days. No, given it- deeply problematic problematic nature on many many fronts just watch the
1: ending just watch the ending hear that song he's
0: terrible isn't he i
1: I know that's just watch the ending with no context and you'll
0: you'll... it's a great (laughs) shot yes it's a great shot we like molly ringwald
1: we like walking out of the church and seeing beautiful jake ryan on his beautiful car them sitting across from each other with the cake in between. Just watch that last... Yeah. <laughs> watch the last five minutes and forget You'll the rest of the movie even happened and you will be fine. But yes, that is the big greasy bohunk. her sister marries who took her bulldog, which I appreciate. You know, Paulette has a bulldog, oh, yes, bulldog as, as bulldog, I yes. have a bulldog as well. So, um, yes, and you know, uh, the the friendship between her and Paulette is very kind of sweet as well. Um, it is. I it is. I will say the whole... The bend and snap scene, while it's fun, it just feels like a different movie. Like It, it, it is it a bit strange. It's a weird kind Isn't of it? music video in the middle of the movie. It's just kind of a weird tone shift.
0: And also, and I've never seen scene... anybody ever do any, anything no, remotely like, if, like that if in my if entire I did life.
1: That, if, if I did that in public, I, I would look like a crazy person. <laughs> so that's what I'd also like the bend and snap for me is just like, it's not a move that like, looks like it would work you just look like you're bending down and then you're snapping up really quick and grabbing your boobs like you just look you would literally look like a crazy person like, you look like know.
0: you're doing some sort of weird impression of an ostrich
1: yes or some kind of workout or something it doesn't look like a sexy <laughs> natural move so it's that's too I'm, quick like, it's yes. far too
0: quick coming up snapping up and just going Hur! throwing your yes. chest out just...
1: yes it's just no. very odd. So, like, I wanted to love—I always want to love that scene more than I do, but it always just feels very, just like a weird tone shift. And yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's kind of silly. And then how it ends oh, so abruptly is kind of silly. Oh my gosh, the band and snap works every time. Like the gay hairdresser <laughs> has to come out, and then the scene it cuts to the next thing. And then we and then we're back, yeah. like talking about this murder case. Like yeah. So it's a weird like I don't know where you would fit that in but it just was in a weird place it was a weird tone shift of the whole shop it's like doing the bend and snap like a whole dance routine like I get wanting to have some kind of poppy fun in the movie but it just felt that scene always just feels kind of out of place to me like I like the fun of it I like the energy of it I like you know Elle kind of showing her energy to other people and showing how you know her energy and her her um, passion is very kind of infectious and her personality is very infectious. I liked showing that. I like kind of the fun everyone's having and how encouraging Elle is in that scene. But just kind of the dance break music video of it, how it just feels very odd. (laughs)
0: Like we say, I think her and Paulette are arguably the actual best part of the movie. Arguably. Um, The case itself... Is not, it doesn't have to be massively interesting, as in captivating the audience, because even that's not what it's about. It just has to be interesting enough for us to believe that Elle wants to Could figure it out. to work
1: this case and figure, it, yeah, out, wants to figure and it out. It's just another way to show, you know, this is a serious case, this is a murder case, yeah. but we need to gear it towards Elle's strength and how can how can we have her shine?
0: Fortunately, in, in this moment,
1: uh, and still against kind of expectations, she bonds yes. with the client. You know, she kind of knows her. They were both in the same sorority. Um, she supports her. She listens to her client. Um, so they relate more to each so other than anybody else. Does. The client, even you know, Callahan is 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 very rude to his client. He doesn't he he doesn't believe that she's innocent, but he's defending her. Well, um, he
0: grows to become a fairly terrible person. Uh, yes.
1: He, in the Uh, end
0: anyway so yeah yeah.
1: um so yeah i like that there's ways that you know they gear this case around showing l's strengths to the point where she gets to actually try you know this case at the end um and use her fashion knowledge and you know her beauty secret knowledge to kind of crack the code on this whole case and figure it out and um yeah
0: because she fires off callahan and says no i want l El's, yes El's the one who cares about me and Elle yes. is the one who cares about her and El she struggles she struggles a little bit does Elle at this point she's never had you know a trial before she's never been in yes. this situation so before. yeah she doesn't they do show her know kind
1: what. of she does yeah she doesn't really kind of know what she's doing uh until she finds that in of something that she knows well that she can kind of use
0: I think that's the that's the interesting thing really and i we'll see it when we start talking about my cousin Vinny shortly in that you can be good at something, but it's procedure when you're in a courtroom that can throw you off if you've never done it before.
1: Yeah. So it's like once Vinny kind of figures out how to come at it from his sensibility and his style and his kind of street knowledge, he can get in there and do his thing because yeah, like, yeah, we'll get into all of that, but it's it's following
0: procedure that yes. Elle struggles the, with.
1: The kind of official side of things is is where she kind of gets nervous until she realizes, oh, this is just a simple hair care kind of yeah. issue. I can figure this out. So, And it's yeah,
0: shockingly I, quickly dealt with after yeah. that, really, isn't it? It's we, like, we
1: get a Linda Cardellini a outburst uh, we that's, do. that just cracks the case. We so, do.
0: <laughs> because and th- this is the whole thing. It's, it's Basically one cross-examination.
1: Like two or three. Or two
0: cross-examinations. Yes. Until Linda Cardellini's brought out. And uh, the actual case itself is, yeah, a a wife has supposedly murdered her much older husband. Yes. Rich husband for, for money and all this business. But she's professing innocence. Yes. And we have to defend her yes that's and the, her alibi
1: is she has an alibi but her alibi would ruin her business and so she has oh yeah integrity. what
0: is it now is it like um, oh yes she so was she was...
1: she's like a big she has her own money she's she's a big yes. fitness guru she could make you like lose like uh, three pounds in a class or go down a couple sizes in a class because her she's so great at you know her workout routines and things so she's this big kind of fitness you know mogul but the day that her husband was murdered she was getting liposuction. So, <gasps> if her shocking. clients knew that she, you know, paid for her ass, you know, she yes. she could lose everything. So, she d- wants to keep her integrity intact, so Elle is the only person she tells this alibi to. Elle admits to, you know, Callahan and the rest of the lawyers she knows the alibi, but she's so kind of devoted to her client and, and her trust that she will not say what the alibi
0: is. Just another reason to trust Elle and trust in Elle. and yes just love her for her devotion and dedication yes. to things and
1: so fun fact and i think it i think at the end like they probably did some reshoots or had to do some other filming because yeah her hair looks i just have to mention how wiggy oh, okay. her hair looks at the end ugh. it's like not even the same blonde it's just like ugh, it's it's very frustrating just one of the little things that just just bugs me bad wigs in movies ugh so frustrating but yes um actually there's a funny kind of thing with her her graduation speech so we get to see her graduate from law school and the speech we do gives... after
0: the case is dealt with and linda Cardellini is yes. admitted to actually being the yes linda so we, we kind of go to jump to the, the
1: future fu- yes so we jump yes. to the future and see that Al has graduated from law school and she has been the chosen speaker to speak at the graduation the speech Very she gives important. The speech she gives at graduation, Donald Trump actually stole that speech and used it it when at a college graduation. (laughs) Oh my god! Yes, I will have to send you the back-to-back clips because she was on. No, it's it's really funny. So she was on Graham Norton and graham norton was asking about she's like yeah people have been sending me this he pretty he must be a a real elle woods fan so like he cuts together lines from her speech in that movie to lines that donald trump is saying in his speech at this graduation and yeah he literally stole straight from this speech
0: oh for god's sake
1: yes so i'll have to send you that clip from Graham norton it's hilarious but yes he, he basically stole all of elwood's speech to give at this uh graduation thing um it's just pretty funny do
0: you know what it's... i also appreciate about the end of this movie janine is it, What's that? is it does one of my favorite things that high school and college rom-coms do it's come up with a little what they did well, after just... a little bit of text. yes
1: just the text yes warner graduated without honors and didn't get any job offers uh, her and favorite. They're now best friends. Yeah. Uh, uh, Luke Wilson is proposing tonight.
0: <laughs> but he does. Luke Wilson. He doesn't say Luke Wilson. But he's Luke yeah. Wilson. He's proposing. Emet's dot Emet. dot dot. Tonight. Oh, <laughs> yes. How exciting! Also, I have to point
1: out, just to people, the extra standing next to Emmett in this scene is he's so creepy and he's just clapping and like swaying and like he's so distracted. Did not notice this man. Well. Uh, if you've watched this movie as many times as i have you will notice this really creepy extra was just standing next to emma just making this creepy <laughs> smile and just like swaying and clapping <laughs> it's very awkward so um i should have made you look out for that like when you extras were watching
0: being it, but... extra you mean <laughs> yes extras being um extra. and
1: also just kind of this is like my billionth watch of this movie just listen to like the background audio they really like took care into like Making the background audio like fit into what's happening in the scene, like when uh, Warner is breaking up with L, and you know she starts you know crying and and having a scene in the restaurant. He kind of turns to everyone as like bad salad and kind of tries to use that as an excuse as to why she's crying. After they leave, you hear some like background side audio that's like, "Oh, I'm definitely not getting salad." <laughs> so like you literally, they literally like you know dubbed over like background audio and like things people are saying in the background to like fit the scene. So i'm like okay like i appreciate the effort to kind oh, of yeah filling out the scene with these little random pieces of dialogue that i never really noticed but on this watch i was able to kind of pick up on it so next time i watch *Glee* Blonde, just kind of listen to all the side audio that's happening it's kind of really funny that it, you know it it fits in it come it comments on the scene that's happening Okay. It gives a little good little side commentary on things that are happening in the scene. So creepy extra, um, and weird commentary. Look for those things on your next okay. watch of Legally Blonde.
0: Okay. Well I'll <laughs> definitely be watching it again. I very much enjoyed <laughs> Legally Blonde. I really did. Um My 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 kind of movie of that type, I think. Yes, so I had a
1: feeling you would like this one.
0: I did. I very much did. My cousin Vinny. Yeah, <laughs> For our second movie of our double feature, it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more of a movie, isn't it? It's like here is your almost teen rom com in *Legally Blonde*, a very good movie. This is this is a little bit kind of more. I mean, this movie one. Marissa Tomei, a best supporting actress Oscar.
1: Yes. And I mean you're still getting your fish out of water law story like Elise. You are. Vinny and Elle do have quite a bit in common, you know. It is
0: quite a good (laughs) double feature, really, if you were to watch the slightly less serious movie beforehand and go into Michaels and Vinny, which which is really quite a it's a serious case. It's a seriously taken, you know, the movie takes itself seriously.
1: Yes, and there are some there serious are, there movies are. in there. Yeah,
0: there really are. However, in terms of actual laughs, my cousin Vinny had me genuinely laughing, like quite a bit. I found it very, very funny. Like something yes. like Legally Blonde is is light hearted more than is kind of actually funny for me. Yes. So that's why I enjoy watching these movies. But the actual comedy particularly between Joe Pesci and Herman Munster, the judge <laughs> is just hilarious to me because judge Herman Munster is just constantly berating Pesci for not knowing what the hell he's doing in the courtroom. Yeah. And Pesci's just giving it that. Oh, wow. Well, well, I can't do this. Oh, well, he's not. Oh no. I'm just wearing this. I, I like to wear this. Can I not wear this? Why can't I wear this? What's the problem, judge? It's like you don't do that in my courtroom. Nah, I mean, he's just moaning all the time. It's hilarious to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, their funny. I is really found it fun. funny. Um, and then <laughs> uh, I love the scene when um they're questioning that woman who can't see very well. Oh so god, he, he yeah. He goes to the back of the court and he says, How many fingers I'm holding up? And the judge says, Let the record show that he's holding up however many fingers. And he's like
0: Let the record show that Mr. Hey. Gambini is holding up two fingers.
1: He's like, he's like hey, judge. <laughs> oh,
0: and he's sorry. like, oh,
1: and his face like, oh
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. And he's
1: like, okay. <laughs> Mrs. Riley and only Mrs. Riley. And then like Edwin's face just like, <laughs> like
0: <laughs> It is, it is really it's it was just very much like um poking when, fun at each other.
1: Yes. Uh when we were watching that movie with Friedrich March, the inherit the wind.
0: <laughs> yes, it is uh, we were, quite we similar. Are, we
1: are talking courtroom movies on the main show and we did watch um uh, inherit the wind it will actually
0: uh, be this friday's episode yes this coming and,
1: friday um uh, friedrich march is a is the the defending lawyer or the uh you know prosecuting lawyer and yeah. he and uh frank sinatra frank sinatra gene kelly spencer <laughs> tracy or gene, gene, kelly. No, gene kelly is a reporter And so every time he, you know, doesn't like something that Friedrich March does, he kind of just mumbles some, like, shit talk under his breath. And Friedrich March just looks over his shoulder at him, like, what are you saying about me? Like, no words, just gives him, like, a stare, like, what? What are you talking about? And so we definitely get several looks uh, from Ed Gwyn when uh, Vinny kind of, you know, sasses him a little bit.
0: So definitely reminded me of that. It is. It's very, very similar. (laughs) Um, And much like... You know, I think much like Legally Blonde rests on Reese Witherspoon, my cousin Vinny completely rests on Joe Pesci. And this is, you know, this is 92. This is when Joe Pesci's starting to do a, a little more things than just what he's most known for. A yes. little bit more comedic things. You know, but he's already he's done always... Home Alone at this point.
1: Yes, so th- th- we get a little bit of slapsticky, you know,
0: uh, he's, he's, kind of he's obviously good at that as well. He, he obviously was good at that at, as well at a certain point. Um, had he done Little weapon three by this point as well, possibly or a roundish this Maybe. time?
1: Yeah, but it's also it's like an Elwood situation. Like in his world in New York, he you know can fit in just fine. You know he can oh he's get a great arguer.
0: Fine. He's an but, outstanding um, arguer.
1: Yes, I love kind of him telling that story to the uh you know prosecuting lawyer uh about how he decided to get into law um yeah he kind of is talking to him he's like oh how did you decide to become a lawyer he's like oh you know i got a traffic ticket and i tried i went and i argued you know with the guy until uh you know he he lost and and the judge really was impressed with just how well i was kind of arguing um and he encouraged me to you know follow law I didn't think it was something I'd ever do didn't think it was something I I could ever kind of be but you know he was from where I was from and he became a judge and he did it so it kind of seemed possible to me so I like that moment where, you know, we're getting kind of this backstory as to, you know, why this guy who you would not even see as a professional person who could be a lawyer and just a very simple story that kind of gave him that drive to do it. And, and somebody who kind of supported him and motivated him and made him see that things were possible. You know, this movie's kind of a lot of jokes happening. But when you get kind of a, a nice moment like that, you really appreciate it.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I would ask, what is it about? These courtroom movies we've talked about as well, and um, the Deep South <laughs> either <laughs> yeah. being set in the Deep South or having a main character from the Deep South. Yeah. Because um, even on the main show, they've been Southern based movies
1: essentially. Yeah. You
0: know what we've talked about. But we're in our Alabama again. And for some reason, Ralph Macchio was in Alabama. There's a fish out of water for you. If Joe Pesci is a fish out of water, Ralph Macchio in Alabama is also a fish out of water. And and this is this is a few years after the Karate Kid Part Three. This is in a time that I've never seen what Ralph Macchio yeah. actually looked like at this point. Yeah. He's got some sort of weird, weird half like, thin mustache.
1: Yeah, he's weird. Not trying to trying to grow mustache That's massively really
0: into it to be honest yeah. with you. Um, and and he's Rachel, the w-
1: and the man that Rachel left at the altar in <laughs> France. Oh of
0: course it is. <laughs> of course it is. I've wondered where I'd seen him before. Yes. Of course it is. But, yes, they're the ones on trial. And that's where, you know, my cousin Vinny, who's Ralph Macchio's cousin Vinny, Joe Pesci comes in to uh, be their lawyer Be yeah, their lawyer?
1: He's but, the as- cousin... As you said, they're in the South. They are on trial for murder. And this is a place that wholeheartedly believes in the death penalty.
0: Oh, like, Um, fully, like, yeah, people are saying fry them and things like that. It's aggressive.
1: Yes. So it's definitely, so there are a lot of stakes here. And so I like that moment when, you know, Vinny's just, like, saying he doesn't feel good. And he just has this very kind of vulnerable moment with Marissa Tomei. And he's like, he he admits that he's scared. And she's like, "Well, you should be scared. This is a serious thing." But I feel like, you know, when you're out there and you're doing your thing, you know, you're going to be great. And so, and and like the fact that she just wants to help. I love Marissa Tomei. That she just, she is just frustrated because she can't help him. Like yeah. that's all she wants. He to
0: doesn't. Do. He doesn't let her help him. You know. Yes. Yeah. At all. And then, and, that's, and that then is when what we she, come... That is all. That is all she actually wants, wants to do t- t- that's why she's come along
1: yes because and... she loves
0: him he helps him and he's promised her that when he wins his first case they'll get married yes so this is a whole clock thing is
1: when she kind of she has a great rant where she's just kind of going yes. off about that um and so it's a great kind of full circle moment uh Sort of legally gone. That like the kind of thing that the case hinges on is plays to Elle's strength, strengths. Yeah. So that she's kind of the one person who can figure it out. That she can see something that no one else sees. The fact that like the whole kind of driving thing through this movie is that all Marissa Tomei wants to do is help, and she's the one who kind of breaks the case and 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 yeah. and solves the whole issue at the end of the case. So because
0: Pesci finally. Accepts a little bit of help after kind of going off on her, and yeah, really so she's like,
1: <laughs> yeah, and she's just like, "Fuck you, leave me alone!" I don't want to help you. I hate you. I hate you because he just kind of yelled at her and made her feel stupid. So she's like, ready to just leave him. But then he realizes, oh my gosh, she could help. He's me on his here. knees
0: at this point. Yes, yeah, and he's like, begging her to come please, into please. the courtroom,
1: and she's like hitting him and like, "Leave me alone!" No, you just yelled at me. I'm not going to want to do anything for you. Um.
0: I think it's also a really endearing movie, though. You know, with those with those two, with Pesci and Marissa Tomei in particular. Because yeah. I think after the opening, we kind of don't spend any time with Ralph Macchio and the other dude. Yeah. Very, very little time. It's all Pesci and Marissa Tomei. Um, but the movie does a really good job of just making you root for them wholeheartedly. Yeah. They're getting judged by everybody around them because... You know, Peshi's dress, not got a clue what he's doing in a courtroom.
1: Yes, they're literally trying grits for the first time and just look kind of like crazy people, and you know,
0: yeah. But I love how one of these cross-examinations. One of his early cross-examinations is, now that he's tried grits for the first time, he's apparently an expert on grits and can tell you exactly how long it takes to cook grits. And the way he rumbles up one guy on the stand is because he questions him over the length of time it takes him to cook grits. Cook
1: grits, yes um and kind of plays on that southern pride and making you know making grits right and he's over here saying he was making he was making grits for breakfast he saw you know ralph macho and the other guy in the store for five minutes but they're like okay well grits take at least 20 minutes to make so do you have magic grits that only take five minutes that's the time the way he's delivering
0: i think this is
1: did you get these grits the same place that jack got his beanstalk beans (laughs)
0: I think this is why Joe Pesci is so perfect in this movie really. Yeah. It might actually be the perfect movie for Joe Pesci because he's able to be very loud and typically Italian yeah. which he obviously is very good at anyway in his you know much more serious violent movies. Yeah. But he's also able to be silly and comedic that he's in in, in other obviously very notable joe pesci movies it's the perfect combination of the two of them so he's able to kind of storm around this courtroom sometimes going oh my god did you create some magic grits are you a wizard (laughs) where did you get these magical grits from that nobody else has ever had in their entire lives Look, at you, good people of Alabama, this man is your savior and all this kind of thing. Yes. And he's just really embellishing everything. And I think he's so good at doing that anyway. Yes. But and like when he's done. He's really allowed to go to town yes. with it in this movie.
1: Yes. And it's like, great. When he's, done, when he's done, like kind of, uh, you know talking to a witness he's like i'm done with this guy i'm done with this <laughs> yeah it's guy,
0: like no further n- not no further questions it's i'm done with this guy get him out <laughs> i'm done yeah. with this lady get <laughs> her <Witness>. out <laughs>
1: He's talking to the guy who has, like, the gross stuff all over his windows. and He's like, you, no, you told me you. you were able to see these guys flee the scene through this, you know, <laughs> crud-covered screen, this dirt-covered window, like, these shades that are covered in dust. Like, you're really telling me you were able to see through that? And, like, he's showing them, what is this? Oh.
0: It's a tree. Those...
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's What's like, this? And what, are the th- what are these little things with leaves on them? Oh, bushes. <laughs> good job you know just don't be afraid to say it when you know it yeah like he's just talking to this kid this guy like he's a little
0: kid i do find it hilarious how how drawn out he takes things as well and it's almost a kind of look judge herman monster i'm doing it properly i'm following procedure look at what i'm doing getting these ridiculously kind of pictures that he doesn't need to have there (laughs) at all he doesn't need to take all this time.
1: Yeah, to show but... him the trees and the leaves. But he's like, "How? How are he... you seeing through all these trees and all these leaves and all these bushes?" <laughs> uh,
0: oh, yeah. it, it may not have been possible. Thank you. I'm done with you. This
1: guy, yeah,
0: because <laughs> his whole thing, um, for the most part in the in the movie is trying to play to it was possible that it wasn't Ralph Macchio and. You know, the other dude, who I, I genuinely forgotten the name of. I do apologize. But that's his whole thing, really, up until the final kind of climactic element of the movie. His whole thing yeah. isn't they are innocent, necessarily. His whole thing has to be you can't actually prove they were the ones that did it.
1: Stan. Stan this is his name. Stan. Mitchell um, Whitfield, which I think he does a lot okay. of voice work now. Okay, hear his voice and things, but yes, Mitchell Whitfield.
0: But obviously, when he has his big kind of blow up at Marissa Tomei in this diner, when he's kind of really struggling to come up with anything else, and he really thinks he's going to lose, because he's he's also faking the fact that he's actually able to practice trial law in the state of Alabama, because he's not actually a Registered trial lawyer. Yeah, he literally like he that. took
1: his bar like six times. He finally passed, but he he just kind of does personal injury law. And he's never actually had to go to court, so this yeah. is kind of his first follow like following procedure and and all of those things. He you know doesn't know those things really well,
0: but he's obviously telling Judge Monster these <laughs> names. Yeah, um, and he's trying to look into whether you know Vinny Gambini's actually can practice law, whether this trial is actually legal that they're doing, you know, that they're in the middle of. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of really on edge about that. And, you know, Pesci's good at being on edge anyway. He's always good at playing that. But when he when he really kind of blows off to Marissa Tomei in that diner and she has enough of him and storms out herself... She gives him these photographs and he's going through these photographs and even that's funny oh oh we're gonna so, such a useful photograph yeah this, me in the this shower is this is the case cracker my yeah. entire case me in the goddamn shower throws it down and her yes. face is just a face just of like, thunder. excuse me
1: yes because he's at the point where the case is almost done he doesn't have anything more he doesn't know what he's going to do to really kind of sell that these guys are innocent so he's stressed he's frustrated and she's just trying to help and he just kind of blows up at her and so she storms off and then when he actually kind of takes a look at the pictures he notices something that she can explain really well and needs to use her as an expert witness so the fact he has to track her down but she's pissed at him (laughs) she's like telling him she hates him and f you and leave me alone, refusing
0: to look at him (laughs) yeah it is funny it is funny and And i think kind of
1: the whole expert testimony she gives i mean i can yeah. see why the flash of how she delivers it and the confidence and the sass and then like you know at a certain point her and vinny are kind of back on track with their electricity between each other oh and they are, giving each yes. other some eyes all of that builds to i i can understand why she would have gotten an oscar nomination particularly when you kind of look at who else was nominated all of those performances seem very kind of serious and and you know uh, very kind of drama and emotional. And so I can see her kind of being a shiny pop in all of that. Um, there is
0: something very different about Marissa Tomei's performance here as an Oscar winning performance that I appreciate yeah. the fact it won an Oscar. And it is really that final testimony from her that's the driving force, I would imagine, yeah. behind this Oscar win. Because it is so brilliantly, confidently, delivered and yeah. there's so much kind of swagger and intelligent like shocking intelligence from every you know member of this courtroom yeah uh find it really surprising and judge munster sat up there going this is really mm-hmm. good yeah. this is ridiculously yeah. impressive and the 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 prosecuting lawyer is just Got his head in his hands, going, "Oh uh, dear, <laughs> I did not see this coming." That coming and then yeah. the, and then that one dude who is supposedly an automobile expert as well, who the prosecution brings on. That same dude who's in every movie ever. You've seen his face before, but you couldn't yeah. tell me his name. You know. Yeah. Um. Even he's saying, mm, "She's good. She's very good." Yes, I agree. <laughs> with she's that very, very good. She
1: just said, "Yeah."
0: But because, you know, Mona Lisa Vito is a expert on automobiles, she can tell you that the car, the specific car that Ralph Macchio and the other dude were driving, Stan, um, would could not have possibly created the specific tyre marks on the street that a picture she took shows them. The, the getaway car that committed the crime created, even though this car was virtually the exact same. It was actually a, a different model of car. Yes, but made by the, the they, the, company, made by the same company. So the same people. It
1: was, so it had the same color. Same color. Same shape. Same wheels. You know, width, yes, everything. So it definitely um, could have been mistaken as that.
0: But it was something like a, a, a different axle or something like that that you're just not going to know about. <laughs> unless you are, um, Car you know, you have this this level of expertise. And it is a wonderfully kind of joyfully delivered testimony because you see Pesci just growing in confidence as well. Like, he's giving it there, and he realizes that she knows, hang on, this is something here. This is, this can't be right. So he tells a story with it and they both kind of tell the story back and forth with it. Like she could have just come out and said the bland facts, but it's really yes. kind of built up delivered, this yeah. testimony and mm-hmm. delivered in in a very built-up way to which you get the final kind of punch that this is tire tracks could not have possibly been made by any other car than the Pontiac whatever. And these guys were driving a Buick. So yeah. shut up, everyone. And everybody goes, yay, innocent. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the love like in Joe Pesci's face as well, when he's just saying, Miss Vito, could you please tell me what, you know, all this important information about cars in that La- gladly, well, <laughs> and it's very, and very. He just lets her of... go
1: because he knows what she can do, and so the fact that yeah, all she wanted to do was help, and then she's the biggest help to the whole case by the end is just kind of a really sweet, kind of full circle situation. Um, yeah, I, I like,
0: like I how the movie how ends with that, them yeah. driving off, arguing with each other again, though. Yes, because that just seems like their
1: it's very relationship, their dynamic, um, yes. it just
0: fits with the both of them very, very well.
1: Yes. And we just get some fun things, kind of like him fish out of water situations, kind of peppered, him. him not being able to get any sleep because they're at this hotel where there's a train yeah. going by or animals squealing <laughs> uh, or a big so cattle can...
0: whistle or something like that. Yes, wasn't
1: it? yes, a train whistle or something. Or the train So whistler. you know, and you know, he you know constantly gets held in contempt for not wearing the right clothes or not saying the right thing. So he actually, yeah. one of the times he does get held in contempt he's like just leave me in jail i could probably get some sleep and so just kind of the loud sounds of rambunctious criminals it like feels like home to him you know so he can actually sleep he's more than
0: willing to sleep through rowdy prison rather than a train
1: (laughs) yes and and all these kind of uh rural sounds sounds. (laughs) yes um right. which is it's kind of a funny thing so he's constantly just looking bad and, and even when he you know one of the prosecuting lawyer lets him stay at his like nice quiet hunting cabin but there's a creepy old owl out there that like yeah <laughs> keeps him awake as well um so yeah just like fun kind of hijinks uh just happen here and there um lisa she has a you know bet with some kind of local guy, and he refuses to pay her. So then it's kind of this whole thing of him trying to get this money from this guy, <laughs> like throughout the movie. And he's just kind of like this hit guy who is not very smart. <laughs> yeah, and he keeps trying to like trick Vinnie, like I got your money right here. And he's like, it's not just a twenty, like a twenty wrapped around a bunch of ones. Uh, no. <laughs> well, fan it out for me. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's it's there it's all there so yeah like him just having it kind is of very stupid. funny moments with local people and um just kind of definitely being fish out of water those are some great comedic scenes as well yeah
0: they, they really are and there's you know the movie's kind of filled with that sort of stuff and they're in there to just and you know endear you to yes those two characters and well, speaking it of in really deer,
1: she also gives a very good monologue about shooting a deer.
0: <laughs> she does. Yeah she does. <laughs> very good at it, Marissa Tomei yes. in this movie. It's very great. good at these uh kind of storming monologues. Yeah. I appreciate that. Pesci's not bad at them himself, but no. I really do I really did enjoy my cousin Finney a lot. Yes. Um, I do think it is it's the best of both worlds when it comes to Joe Pesci. And was genuinely very funny to me. Like laugh out loud kind of funny. And I appreciated that. I appreciated that a lot. As well as the case actually being quite. Interesting, interesting to follow to get into yeah because you
1: see you see these witnesses really kind of staunch on their belief of that these guys are guilty and they did it and then vinnie kind of coming back and talking to them again and poking holes in everything they were they said and it's a really but kind of fun back and forth the, yeah how a case would really go and the things you kind of the different it angles is. you have to look at things
0: but um, it's just surrounded by kind of sassiness and silliness yes and it's you know Sassiness between Vinny and the judge, and silliness—you know—surrounded with or surrounded by silliness in most of the things Vinny's doing. Because he, one day, he comes to court wearing a prom suit because it's the only suit he. Yeah, could like this buy. Colonel Sanders-looking <laughs> kind of suit. It's ridiculous! It's like, yeah. are you making a mockery of my court wearing that? No, judge. you told me to wear a suit. My other suit, the only other suit I own, got mud on it. So I had to go and buy a suit. But I couldn't buy a suit because the suit store was closed. Everyone so the only saying. place I could get one from was this second-hand place. So it was this or the leather jacket, which yes. you hate. So, so I I'm wearing this
1: ridiculous thing for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like, okay, get on with it. <laughs>
1: And we get another, like, sassy judge look when he's, like, the two, two youths, and he doesn't
0: understand. Yes. <laughs> what, is, what is a Ute? Oh, yes. I'm, and, I'm sorry. and he's, like, I'm oh, sorry, I'm youths. You. So then he said,
1: <laughs> so then he's, like, the two defendants, <laughs> and looks at the judge, and he's, like, gives him that look again, like.
0: So full of side eyes. Full of side <laughs> eyes. We appreciate okay. the odd side eye in a movie. And Yes. yes. You will be hearing us talk more about side eyes in courtroom movies on Friday's main show <laughs> yes. in you know, Inherit the Wind. Gene Kelly giving <laughs> or oh, and Friedrich March giving just perfect side eyes to each other. Yes, it's In great. that particular movie. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with my cousin Vinny. A lot of fun with Legally Blonde, but I would say I, I, I think my cousin Vinny's on a little bit of a different comedic level. Yeah. Um but Legally Blonde was a great movie. Of its type of movie. Yeah. You know, it's 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 pretty perfect at doing what it sets out to do. But then again, I think my cousin Vinny was was pretty perfect and it's the kind of courtroom movie that you don't really get, do you? You don't get genuinely funny um yet dealing with actually serious things, but just in a comedic way. Like, it's either a pure comedy or a pure drama. It's such a good blend of both. yeah. And it, and I it blends both really well. Like, it never feels tonally off at all. Yeah.
1: And it's why I it's, definitely wanted to close with these movies um, to kind yeah. of just take a breather from some great courtroom movies, but kind of more heavy ones, and then just kind of close out with some fun. But you're also kind of getting the the essence of, lot of courtroom movie depicts and you're following the case and you're sitting with these people trying to figure it out and you know so you have all those procedural type elements but, but you're also getting some fun spins on it and you're getting interesting people trying to figure these things out you know
0: yeah yeah it's great I really enjoyed it Janine so check a lovely some double feature off the
1: list some very oh, yeah. populous some more populous things off your list of, of new watches
0: i'm glad i can do that now but a, a delightful double feature and a double feature that actually works really well together as yes. well um a, a lovely double feature to finish our courtroom movies series on morgan hasn't seen janine we start a new series next week have we finalized we what that is yet because it is of course august next month that is your yes. birthday Mom.
1: Yes. do something um,
0: special for your birthday?
1: uh, I'm still kind of thinking about it. Uh, Definitely really leaning towards doing something, you know, to drive you a little bit mad for my ridiculous era film that I always like to push on you on this show. More
0: Janine movies, (laughs) by any chance?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, so late 90s, early 2000s teen films. But in this case, I'm leaning towards teen thrillers.
0: Well, that might be. What you will be seeing on next month's series on Morgan hasn't seen, but for now, we come to the end of the courtroom movie series. It's been a great one. Janine, um, would you like me to try and rank them? Yes. Or, or would you like to rank them? I don't know. It's tough, I... really, to rank them, isn't it?
1: Well, because I, I think you were the newbie to these films, so I think you always need to the ranker.
0: I and well, yes. <laughs> Recency bias puts my cousin Vinny at the top. It, it, it always does. <laughs> it, it it does. But I'd say it it, I,
1: But I'd say it is my favorite of all the movies we
0: watched. And I think bottom, unfortunately, has to be Exorcism of Emily Rose. Even though I did really appreciate and like that movie an awful lot, but I would possibly go. See, it's tough for those middle three because. You've got legally blonde primal fear and
1: a time to kill. Uh, a
0: time to kill, which are ridiculously different, different. movies from each other <laughs> um I think a time to kill probably comes fourth. okay, um, but that's only because. I like it, but it's not kind of a rewatchable movie for me, I don't think, because okay. it's very kind of tough and deals yeah. with really horrible situations. Um, so I'm talking Favourite, so I would have to probably put a Time to Kill at 4, and then maybe Legally Blonde, and then Primal Fear at 2. Maybe Primal oh. Fear at 2. Okay. Because as, as kind of... Yes, okay. Primal Fear deals with tough situations as well, but I really, I think I got into Primal Fear probably There's more some smart than
1: psychology happening there. There really
0: is as the as a case itself,
1: kind of, and the twist is really surprising. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. But twist. then, as a case, I really appreciated the exorcism of Emily Rose as a case. But then yeah, you did and a have real
1: the story a and a
0: real story. case. It's it's tough. It's tough. I like. I I really liked them all. It's very tough to rank, and I'm sure that would change in the future. But recency bias does put Michael's and Vinny at the top, okay, and fair. I also feel like it is That's probably fair. the most well that legally blonde are probably the most rewatchable.
1: Yes, we, do, we talked some tough ones, but I thought they were definitely interesting ones and in, of different kind of genres. Uh, well, certainly a time to, to kill. I mean, film, so. if nothing, if nothing most... else. Yeah.
0: If we'll take nothing else from A Time to Kill, we take one of the most brilliantly delivered lines ever in, a, in any dramatic movie ever, don't yes. we? If we take nothing else from that. <laughs> so, yes. Yes.
1: I couldn't deprive you of, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> I could not deprive you of that. So, I'm I
0: had to throw so it glad you there. didn't. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't. But, Janine. This is Morgan Hasn't Seen. It is not the only show we have on this podcast feed, is it?
1: No, it is not. We have our show, Monday Madness, every Monday with Morgan and Machine. Uh, and we just kind of have some fun over there. We talk, you know, some hot topics, we get into a main topic of the show, uh, something fun that we enjoy talking about, and then we play some fun games. So we very loosey goosey over there. We have a good time. You can find that on the, it's a wonderful podcast, YouTube channel, or on the, it's a wonderful podcast, YouTube, YouTube feed, (laughs) it's a wonderful podcast, podcast feed. Um, so yes, Monday, we have you covered over there with monday madness and of course every friday we have our classic films podcast it's a wonderful podcast where we give love to those old wonderful movies uh we do a little bit about what we have been covering over there talking courtroom movies we're talking inherit the wind this friday so check that out
0: yes inherit the wind's a great movie as well i mean oh my god (laughs) is it great yes I loved that. I loved that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Tune your dial in because that's what people do. That people haven't done that for 20 years at least, but you know, tune your dial in. Anyway, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have you covered here on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Amazon Music, and all the other places as well. As Janine alluded to, you can subscribe to and ding your notification bells on the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel for Monday Madness in its full video glory, as well as watch-alongs, live discussions of things, other fun videos we have there too. Uh, Subscribe and do your notifications on YouTube. Uh, We also, of course, have the Patreon that we spoke about before. We do have a donation link in the description as well for those that may want to give something in that way we do not ask for these things of course but they are there if you are feeling particularly generous you can find the show on twitter at it's a wonderful one find me on twitter at the purple don with a three instead of the e in the because janine
1: three is the magic number
0: all your glorious wonderful stuff is where
1: you can find me at Janine De bean underscore on Twitter. Janine De bean on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows or some fun new Stranger Things designs including an Eddie Munson design, you can find that at oh. our Teespring shop. It's a wonderful podcast on teespring.com. Just search it there. And you will find our shop. Fun designs of all our logos uh, for all our shows including, like I said, some fun Stranger Things designs as we were huge fans of this fourth season. Uh, yes, so check it, it out there love. if you want any merch. i also also sell art in uh you know art in print form. So if you want to purchase any art from me, you can find that at my Big Cartel shop g9design.bigcartel.com.
0: Yes. Lovely. I should also say I am I am at The Purple Dawn on Instagram which I forgot to say. But I do think mm-hmm. there is only one thing left to do, Janine. And do we do a, a Joe Pesci impression?
1: Well, no, no.
0: If uh, you can nah. do that, <laughs> or would you like to take it back to the beginning and pretend to be Samuel L. Jackson from a time to kill just to round <laughs> us off? Bingo. I think you do. I think you like that. Exactly I don't.
1: What you do. I already did my terrible Samuel L. Jackson already.
0: You can do whatever you want, but I would be very happy if you did that.
1: I'm like that, I'm just an angry black person.
0: It doesn't have to be angry. Do a Pesci impression though. He's
1: very shouty
0: He's very shouty
1: I don't want to offend talented people either I'm just worried about offending people Pretty much
0: (laughs) Countdown (laughs) Three Two One Bye. Bye
1: Yeah What? Like it's
0: hard?